Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fanatics. It's Fitzy here, joined on location by Uncle G, Matt Grace. How you going, man? Yeah, good, good. I'm uh, yeah, just getting used to these uh, AirPods in the ears. So a bit of a different setup this week. So, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, traveling around Victoria now that we can travel a little bit more, Fitzy. So. Uh, yeah. enjoying being away from work, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, good call. And, of course, we've got to give a shout-out to your sister, Amy and Sam. All the best for the wedding over the weekend. Of course, you're getting amongst that. Don't drink too much because we need to do a show next week. So make sure you look after yourself. Yeah, i got a few days to recover. So I'll be able to get up there early and watch, uh, I think it's a 5 a.m. start this week for some NFL. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. But let's talk a bit of NFL. A few things off the top of the show, Grace. There's been some big news, and you, you sort of mentioned it off there as well. We have to kick it off with the Henry Rugg situation, Grace. An absolute tragedy happened in Las Vegas a few nights ago. And, of course, as a result, Henry Ruggs has been let go by the Los Angeles, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. But a situation to keep an eye on. But just a terrible situation for everyone involved. And um, just awful for the condolences, of course, to the family of the young girl who died. But um, just not something we want to see in the NFL. No, and unfortunately, the young fellow's probably um, quite possibly ended his career very, very short, uh, very quickly, you'd say, by that one incident. But um, yeah, look, it's um, a terrible thing to happen. Obviously, as you said, condolences go out to the to the family of the um, the lost one. Absolutely. We wanted to kick the show off. I sort of, I guess it was a somber note here, but Gracie, it doesn't get much better from this point of view in a sense because we've got injuries galore at the moment with some of these uh, some of these stars of the NFL. The Derek Henry Henry injury is the biggest one. He's going to be out for the season, potentially back if the Titans make the NFL playoffs, not the fantasy playoffs, the NFL playoffs. But we've also got Jameis Winston out for the season. Michael Thomas as well, whom we were all hoping would come back sort of around this week, seven, week eight sort of mark, hasn't made a return. He's going to be out for the season as well but it's thrown fantasy coaches I suppose into a bit of uh, a bit of a, a stir at the moment because Derek Henry was looking like the consensus number one pick but it's those injuries that just sort of cut especially these running backs down and it's going to be very hard to work out who that top pick is next year. Oh very much so and you, you hope um, for Titan fans and, and Henry's sake that he can get back before uh, their, their playoff run so because they're, they're a legitimate chance with him in, in the team. But um, I think now they, they definitely fall quite a fair way back. And um, as you said, Fitzy Winston out for the year with Michael Thomas. Saw the news about uh, Odell Beckham possibly going to the Saints, but uh, that didn't happen. And then they found out about the uh, the Michael Thomas situation. So it might be a very, very tough rest of the year for the uh, for the Saints. So, but um, yeah, there's plenty, plenty happened over the past probably yeah, four or five days. Yeah, it's been a big week in the NFL, but let's run through the studs and duds of the week as we do, kicking off with the quarterbacks. And the guy we have to bring up bring up first is Josh Allen. He's putting together a brilliant campaign at quarterback race here. He's probably going to go very high in next year's draft. Not to mention they've got the Jags and the Jets in the next two weeks. So he could go absolutely ballistic the next two. You'd hate to be facing him in fantasy in the next sort of fortnight or thereabouts. Oh, he's just, um, I think he had, well, maybe one quiet game, I think, the other week where the uh, the running game took most of the the offense, and um, but we know how good Josh Allen is. It's a, as you said, the, the Jags and Jets to come. It's um, very scary if you're on the receiving end of a, a Josh what's Josh Allen um, Josh Allen show. 
<laughs> Absolutely. As you reset your equipment over that time, yeah. let's give the love here to Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. I just wanted to bring these two up. Having a phenomenal fantasy season, just the usual suspects have made the list quite frequently, but we, we kind of expected it from, from Tom Brady. But how about Matt Stafford in the year he's putting together? We know the offensive weapons he's got, but he's really living up to that hype. And maybe it goes to show that in Detroit, he was being held back by a fairly lackluster team. Yeah, I think it's just the the team he had around him in um, at the Lions, and now he's got the Rams with Cooper Cup and um, Robert Woods there as well. Henderson um, as a pass catcher too. So um, you know, you've got Everett as well. So it's very very good times uh, to be a Rams supporter at the moment. So and yeah. like early in that game, um, they're actually in a, in a slight bit of trouble. So um, to to win that game as well as they did in the end was um, was good for them. Yeah, absolutely. And two guys that haven't made the stud list at all. First-timers, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Mike White, the surprise packet from the New York Jets. You might have seen that guy, Gracie, that put that bet on uh, Mike White to have the most passing yards for the week. He had 405, if you don't mind, and led the Jets to a big win over the Bengals. Of course, Jimmy G led the 49ers that win over the Bears. So two guys that sort of popped up out of nowhere. Jimmy G sort of tends to have these games a couple of times a year, but Mike White, could he breathe some life into the New York Jets? We saw what Michael Carter did as a result of having Mike White under centre. Could this sort of be a few signs of the future for the Jets? Maybe, but it's, it's going to be hard to, I guess, um, remove Wilson um, from that QB spot when he when he is back fit. So, but as you said, you know, others benefited from White being the starting QB. So, who knows, Fitzy? We'll see uh, see what happens over the next couple of games. But um, if you if you've got Carter. Um, on your uh, list, which I think you do, don't you? I think you might have picked him up, did you? In one leg, I've got him. Yeah, so I think you'd definitely be happy to start him the next couple of weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. He's uh, yeah, he, he sort of, yeah, just a breakout game, and we'll talk about him shortly. But a couple of duds for the week, and we have to point out point out that the uh, Arizona Cardinals finally lost a game, Grace, in that loss to the Packers. Kyler Murray had a very quiet game, not a single touchdown in a very uh, very rare performance from him, I would suggest, and, and perhaps a bit of an outlier on their on their form of the season. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good game to watch. Um, the Packers... Look to me, the Packers have, have probably underrated them a little bit. I didn't didn't realise they were six and one, and obviously now seven and one. So um, look, that last play of the game from Kyler Murray to AJ Green, I don't know what they were thinking there. They could have kicked the field goal and tied it and took it into overtime, but they wanted to get that, I guess, game-winning touchdown. But um, yeah, it's uh, first loss, I suppose. You know, it was bound to happen eventually, and now we'll just have to. Um, to see if they can, I guess, bounce back and, and not lose two in a row because that's, that's a, a big thing that you can see happen when you go undefeated for so long that you can lose one, two, even three games quickly in a row and all of a sudden you're, you're back with the rest of the pack. So hopefully, um, we know how good they are. Hopefully they can bounce back um, yeah. with a good win. And they've got the 49ers this week, which makes for an interesting matchup. But another guy we have to bring up and possibly put the moles on last week is Jalen Hurts. He finally, I suppose, in a sense, had that first score under 20. It was very ordinary. Uh, he did lead the rushing the rushing uh, yardage, but I think a few of the other guys took away some touchdowns from Jalen Hurts on the ground, which is a concerning sign, so to speak. But, um, you know, pr- pretty disappointing fantasy performance. But I'll tell you what, the Eagles looked amazing in that game, in that huge win against the Lions, 44-6. Kind of good for the Eagles organization organization that your quarterback can have a quiet game but still get the job done yeah I think they got up early and just um, I think just went through the motions with the run game and as we saw um, Howard and, um, got got going good and yeah it was just a, I guess all running all their running backs did quite well and um, yeah it's 
I think things to look forward to. I think Hertz will probably take a bit more of that running game uh, moving forward and um, and hopefully bringing his uh, wide receivers, Rigor and um, Smith, in, into play as well. But, um, yeah, I don't think we'll see Hertz. We might see him once or twice more for the year on this list, but I think we might see him on the stub list a bit more. Yeah, fingers crossed. He's building a really nice season. But let's move into the running backs. And one guy I've already mentioned, Michael Carter had a breakout game and a half, 15 rushes for 77 yards and a touchdown, plus 95 yards receiving an absolute breakout performance. And we called it, Gracie, on this show. We've said to pick him up a couple of times. And like you said, I've picked him up in a few leagues. And this is the game we're all waiting for. And this guy's got top 15 running back upside. That's a big call, I know. But he can get it done on the ground. He gets it done in the air. If Joe Flacco does end up starting as well, don't forget he can came across in the Eagles. We know he loves those dump-off passes, so there's so much upside with Michael Carter right now. Oh, absolutely. And as I said, if you've got him, you're starting him the next few weeks until Wilson's back. But I think if he gets comfortable, I think you'll see Wilson um, or you see Carter stay with a fair chunk of the offense anyway. So, um, you know, he's still a rookie, remember, so we'll um, we'll give him a few, you know, give him at least three quarters of the season before we start uh getting too stuck into him if you put in some bad performances. But, yeah, it's definitely onwards and upwards to Carter, I reckon. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since the Jets running back was relevant, so it's very exciting in New York. But two guys, Gracie, who were drafted nice and early, really had bounce-back performances this week. Joe Mixon and Aaron Jones. Of course, Jones was quiet last week. I think he's about the sixth or seventh overall running back at the moment. But Joe Mixon, after a few sort of disappointing performances, a couple of weeks off with injury, he had a really nice game. And these guys are kind of repaying the faith. And it's all about staying healthy right now for running backs, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. There's so many going down with injury. Um, it just seems to be, you know, the wide receivers are the only ones that are, are keeping relatively healthy at the moment. So, um, you know, I think if you, uh, I guess, uh, store the backup of a, of a starting running back that you've got, you know, myself with um, Kamara, um, having Tony Jones is, is obviously one to ha- a good one to have. But, yeah, there's, there's plenty out there. If you've got the backup for your starting running back, I think that's, that's key for you to... I guess maintain that success if they do miss some games. That's right. I might have to go pick up Mark Ingram on you after that trade the other week. So look at <laughs> I think someone's already picked him up, unfortunately. Oh, possibly, unfortunately. But the last guy I want to bring up here very quickly is Elijah Mitchell. He had a ripping game, 18 rushes, 137 yards, and a touchdown. But, Gracie, I want to know, what do you feel is the value of Mitchell moving forward? Jeff Wilson isn't too far away. We do know that the 49ers use their running back sporadically, but usually they have some really nice numbers on the ground. Is Elijah Mitchell a week-to-week starter still? Yeah, I think he is. I think you, uh, you you still start him until at least Wilson's back in the frame with a few uh, a few touches. But it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what happens with that 49ers offense moving forward. Obviously, we saw Jimmy G rush a couple of touchdowns in. So um, you know when they're close to the goal line, I think you'll find that Jimmy G will, will go for it himself. So, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm still starting him for the moment. Um, I think he's got the questionable tag. I think he's had it most weeks, to be honest, Elijah Mitchell. But uh, We'll yep. definitely keep an eye on that questionable tag. Uh, I think it's something to do with his ribs I was reading earlier. So definitely one um, to keep an eye on um, for this upcoming week. Yeah, I feel like 49ers running back and questionable tag sort of go hand in hand. But let's move through to the duds of the week. And the man off the top of the show as well, Derek Henry, with that massive injury. He's out for most of the season NFL playoffs at best, Grace. This is thrown a cat amongst the pigeons, especially the usage he's had this year, the clear number one running back. We're going to talk about a few options coming up a bit later in the show. So I might park Derek Henry just for now and move into two guys that also have the questionable tag for this week coming up, James Robinson and DeAndre Swift. It was interesting, especially 
especially with Swift with Jamal Williams out. He didn't quite capitalize, but the team was thrashed there. And James Robinson, hopefully his injury isn't too serious. But again, it's the status of the running backs and those little niggly injuries they seem to get. You're right on the money when you said it, man. You need to be picking up uh, those sort of backups and handcuffing your running backs. But any concern with these guys or we're just going to take it as it comes? Um, oh, I'd be surprised if Robertson played this week, I think. I think looking at the injury, it was a like it was a fairly decent one. Um, so I'd, I'd be be watching that right up until uh, till game time. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him out a little bit earlier. But um, yeah, I'd be surprised if he, if he played this week. But uh, fingers crossed he does for any James Robertson owners out there. Yeah, absolutely. And fingers crossed. This, I mean, Urban Meyer's learned that he has a stud running back and he's finally started to use him. So fingers crossed he doesn't miss too much time. But a guy I wanted to mention on here, there was a bit of hype around David Johnson. I mentioned already the Mark Ingram trade during the week and everyone was jumping on the James, uh, sorry, the David uh, David Johnson bandwagon. And he came out for two rushes and four yards. So I just wanted to throw him in there just because I know situation is important, but obviously he's not part of the Texans' future. So I just think that we just ignore Texans running backs for the time being. I think you you ignore anyone on the Texans at the moment, don't you? Just about so uh, it's a tough one to to well with that whole offense. They're just struggling um, across all boards. So yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah, very fair call. But let's roll through to some wide receivers. And a guy I wanted to give some love off the top here with Gracie was AJ Brown. He's had two very nice weeks. He had 10 catches off 11 targets, 155 yards and a touchdown. I'm just throwing him in there just because I think he's really repaying the faith. That's where you got to trust your studs. I know he started the year. He's been a bit inconsistent. But now Derek Henry's out. So I think that's going to change the game plan. I feel that works in the favor of AJ Brown. But I just want to quickly say, does this add any value to Julio Jones with Derek Henry going out? AJ Brown's going to draw that double coverage do we maybe look at buying Julio or do we just ignore that altogether no I think he's, if he's available I think you, you definitely stash him I wouldn't start him yet I'd just see how it goes because um, I think the one of the running backs they got on their roster I can't quite remember his name from my head but he's um, he's been involved in a lot of the pass catching lately so um, he could get some more, bit more attention as well so definitely I'll watch this space I think AJ is going to still get his massive target share we'll just get even more now um, yep. But yeah, definitely keeping an eye on Julio. Yeah, and I actually feel like I might make Ryan Tannehill a bit more fantasy relevant because he's going to have to throw that ball a bit more rather than running it 30 times. We'll talk about running backs shortly in terms of who to pick up. But a guy we've got to give some love to, Grace, he's Michael Pittman Jr. He's been a fringe WR1 this year, but he caught two touchdowns off 10 catches, 15 targets, if you don't mind, without T.Y. Hilton in that side. He's just the stud number one receiver in that Colts offense. Is he top 10? Is he top 15? Or is he top 20 from here, do you reckon, Gracie? Oh, I think it's really hard because they're obviously struggling a bit, the Lions. Uh, oh, sorry, the Colts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd probably say top 15, I reckon. I wouldn't go quite top 10 yet, but um, it definitely helps T.Y. Hilton out. Um, he's getting a lot more of the target share. Hilton was back two weeks ago and he injured himself again. So um, he's, uh, I think, unavailable again this week. So definitely, uh, I think he's still starting. He's definitely a a wide receiver two start. If, you, if you've got him as your wide receiver two, you'd be very happy. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And obviously, Carson Wentz is less likely to be passing it to like Naheem Hines hasn't really been effective this year at all. So he's looking down the field and Pittman Jr. has been fantastic. But another guy had a great week, Grace, is Chris Godwin. Of course, uh, Antonio Brown's missed a couple of weeks now, but he had a really nice game. 12 targets, eight catches, 140 yards and one touchdown. He's putting together a couple of nice games or a couple of nice weeks in a row now. Do we look to maybe sell him high? I know it's really hard to start selling high at this time of the season, but we know when AB's in that lineup, he adds an extra element that Tom Brady's always looking for. 
him. Is this a bit of a, uh, like, a not a fluke from Godwin, but is this not quite a, an accurate representation of perhaps what's to come once A, A B, and, uh, and uh, I've gone blank now, um, Gronk back in the yeah. team? Like, where do we sit, Godwin, after those guys are back? No, I, th- I think Gronk still gets your, your, num- your, your main lot of target share for mine, and, um, and then AB's behind him. So I think we've, we've said it all along. You, you, it's, it's a week-by-week week scenario. Whoever gets hot early, they're going to be the ones that Brady targets. So, um, but when Gronk's back, yeah, I'd be uh, very sceptical. I'd, I'd be okay to play him in the flex, but that's, that's about it for mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably with you there, I think so, to another guy we've got to mention before we move on is Amari Cooper, and he's about bloody due for a big game, 122 yards and the touchdown, 13 targets and eight catches. Like I said, he was overdue for a big game, but watch the Dak situation to see if Amari Cooper is going to be startable moving forward. But to top off the dud list here, Gracie, we have to talk about Odell Beckham and Alan Robinson. I'm just going to say right now, they're both cuttable at this stage. They're both droppable. LeBron did tweet out there to say, free Odell. We know there was a bit of rumblings that he might get traded, but I think it's time that we cut both. I've cut Alan Robinson in one league and Odell's about to go. Um, I think we just have to cut ties and move on. Yeah, I think I think you agree. I'm still, I'm still holding A, Rob. Um, <laughs> there's not really too many others. I'm not waiver wire that excite me at the moment. But um, yeah, no, I, I did see LeBron's tweet. And as we said a bit earlier, the Saints were looking at Odell Beckham for uh, for a trade. Um, obviously with Thomas now out, but yeah. Um, they, uh, they obviously didn't go that way. So it's yeah. been tough probably, what, two or three years for Odell, unfortunately. And Alan Robertson's just been unfortunate with the, I guess, the QB situation there at the moment. Uh, obviously, Fields did have a really good game on the weekend. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately, just fallen uh, on the wayside a little bit. Yep, I think he's done. I'm drop. I've dropped him already in the league. I owned him in. It's end of story for Alan Robinson. But how about Mike Williams, Gracie? You'd be concerned now. He had a very quiet game last week. This week, he only caught the two catches for 19 yards. He started like a house on fire. I'm a bit worried personally. I just think they're finding ways to get Kenan Allen involved. Of course, Austin Eckler catches a lot of passes as well. Is he still that sort of flex slash WR2, or are we just going to play the matchups with Mike Williams now? Yeah, I think I think you've got to play the matchups and see what defense he's coming up against. Like. The Patriots' defense have very got played very very good coverage. So, um, and we know that Mike Williams is that deep threat um, for the Chargers. So, I think you just got to play the matchups with Williams from here on out um, as to who they're they're matched up against. So, yeah, definitely a, a flex option moving forward. But just watch those those good defenses that they do come up against. Yeah, absolutely. And a similar story here I've got for Justin Jefferson. He had an, a very quiet game, only the four targets. He did go off at one point, but I'm expecting a big bounce back game from Justin Jefferson here. I think they've got the Ravens this week. I think he's going to light it up. So I'm starting him at WR2. But the story, one of the stories earlier in the week that sort of got overshadowed, Gracie, was Kelvin Ridley, who's taken some time out to, I guess, have some uh, sort of personal time, uh, a couple of personal issues going on there. I think he's a hold for now. He is listed as out. So you can put him on your IR. But uh, let's hope we see Kelvin Ridley back this season. Season, but that has to give a little bump to your man, Kyle Pitts, who we'll talk about shortly. But uh, yeah, definitely a stash for now, I suppose, with Calvin Ridley. But we hope that he's okay and hope, hope, hope he gets the help that he needs. Yeah, absolutely agree. It's always um, a, a tough thing, you know, professional, being a professional athlete like these guys, they're, they're definitely going to go through some trouble times. So hopefully, yeah, he um, gets some time out to, to work on himself and, and, and get better and get back um, for the Falcons. Yeah, 100%. But let's move through to the tight ends. And tight end is a position we've spoken about at length, and it's very hard to find an absolute stud at the moment. But other than TJ Hawkinson this week, had a really nice game. 10 catches off 11 targets, 89 yards, especially in a PPR league. 
Uh, if you didn't have him, it was a very quiet week at tight end. Dallas got it. He's starting to put together a nice season, of course, with the Zach Ertz trade. He had six catches for 72 yards. I feel like he's a top 10 guy moving forward. But the other one there I wrote down was Pat Freemuth from Pittsburgh. He's actually started to put together a couple of nice games. He found the end zone. I think it's his second week in a row finding the end zone. But Gracie... It's looking pretty bare at tight end right now. I mean, it's hard to say when like, Gronk's going to come back, he's going to fit into that sort of top five mole, but the, the the position's just gone bare. It's not good, is it? It's it's very, very scary uh, moving forward. I, I was lucky enough, Fitzy Stone actually dropped um, Kittle in one of my leagues, and I managed to pick him up, and he's due back next week. So, I, uh, And I, I actually had uh, Robert Tonyan as my other tight end, so I don't know if you can get any more lucky than that. That's... Um, one of the best tight ends gets dropped and one that was probably in the best form does an injury. So, but um, now even looking at Kelsey's last few weeks, he's uh, he's really struggling and we know the Chiefs are, are in a bit of a, a rough spot even though they did beat the Giants on the weekend, but it was only three points. Yeah, I think teams are just working out the Chiefs uh, at the moment. I think we, we may have seen, you know, Tyreek Hill got on the leash, you know, got let off the leash a little bit um, and scored quite well, but they obviously kept Kelsey very quiet. So teams are either keeping Kelsey quiet and letting Hill off or keeping Hill off and letting letting um, Kelsey go. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting at the tight end position at the moment. I mean, it, it could be just a match-up play unless someone hits some, some good form in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's very strange. And some of the names I've written down here, Noah Fan, he's on the COVID list. Of course, Robert Tonyan tore his ACL, as you sort of mentioned, he's injured. Kelsey and, and Cole Pitts had a very quiet game over the weekend. You've got to add Dawson Knox is on the IR. George Kittle is going to come back at some stage. It's, and even TJ, he was, he was the man this week, but his last two or three have sort of been a bit up and down as well. So I guess it's just playing the matchups. And, and I've mentioned it before, it's going back to that kind of 2015, 2016 sort of, I guess, situation where you're just relying on touchdowns because there's just no consistency at tight end. I would expect some of these guys to bounce back but yeah i guess if it's um if you're getting a touchdown and you're tight end you're sort of taking that 100 agrees it is yeah just just match up rolling at the moment and just pray to god <laughs> pray to god all right well we'll do that but hey let's move into <laughs> dreamers of the week my favorite section here gracie and i'm just going to say off the top of the off the top of the uh the segment here that the, the cincinnati Bengals are on the never again list for my streamers of the week they were horrendous again i gave them one last chance and i was confident with it and they didn't repay me so they're off the list just wanted to quickly preface that but i've got a couple of good options this week and i hope that people out there are, are paying attention maybe doing some of their own research because i've been a bit off the mark the last couple but let's kick it off with the dallas cowboys they're owned in 48 percent of leagues at the moment they've been playing really well lately of course trayvon diggs is leading the way there but he is questionable with an ankle so keep an eye on that but they are very worthy play i feel against denver the indianapolis colts man they're only 54 percent of leagues i think they need to be owned in more they're very close to a week-to-week starter they're coming up against the jets and mike white but i still feel like they're a good play this week and they're a really good ad rest of season if they're sitting on your free agency list and one that's a bit less owned is the miami dolphins only owned in 11% of leagues. They're at home versus Houston and all their problems this week. As you mentioned, Houston Texans, they've got no one worth starting. So I'm feeling confident the Dolphins haven't had a big game in terms of their DST, but I feel like this week at home, they could put together a big one. So they should be available in your league. But Gracie, it's a interesting one now. We're seeing a few teams, obviously the Bills are the number one defense, the Cardinals are number two. We've got a few options in there, I feel like from here on are going to be week-to-week starters. But the Colts is a team I feel like you should pick up and almost feel confident starting every week if they're available in your league. Yeah, I've, I've had them one. I think I've played them once uh, so far this year, and they've, they're, they're, that's what's keeping them, I think, in some games is their defense at the moment. So 
Another good matchup for this week um, is the Patriots against the Panthers 50. It's probably all dependent on if um, McCaffrey uh, comes back into that Panthers side. So um, we know the Patriots um, did uh, a good job against the Chargers on the, uh, last week and scored quite well as well. But yeah, I really like the Cowboys as well. Trevor Diggs is uh, in some unbelievable form. I think he's had like eight interceptions so far this year. Um, he might have even had a pick six as well. So he's uh, he's playing unreal. And hopefully if he gets up, you're definitely playing the uh, the Cowboys this week against Denver. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, they are putting some nice games together. They're getting very close to that week-to-week start as well. And look, it depends on the health of Dak as well. If their offense is getting it done, it makes it easy for their defense. But let's move into some free agent pickups here. And of course, we've been talking about the Derrick Henry situation through the entire show. And the two guys, of course, that are first up off the waiver wire, who have probably been picked up in most leagues, but Adrian and Jeremy McNichols. Jeremy McNichols, of course, is the backup to Derrick Henry, but they've brought Adrian Peterson in as I suppose, like kind of more of a like-for-like filling, Gracie. And I want to get your thoughts very quickly on who the probably the matchup or the starting sort of running back is going to be here. I feel like it's Adrian Peterson moving forward. He's, he's a very similar build to Henry. He's very physical. He does a lot with his, you know, 16, 18 carries per game. We know that offensive line is as good as it is. I feel like they're going to run Adrian Peterson into the ground. And I feel like if we're looking for a week to week starter, it's probably AP over McNichols. Yeah. I actually ran into uh, one of our fantasy buddies, Tyler Pools today before I, made the trip to uh, my sisters. So we talked a bit about the uh, the Derrick Henry situation, the Titans, and yeah, we sort of both agree. I think Adrian Peterson will get the first, second, possibly third down, um, and then McNichols will be the one with the pass catching um, and maybe you know a bit of third and fourth down work, possibly. Um, but Peterson's going to get all the goal line stuff, um, and as you've, as you've popped in the notes here, they're just going to run him into the ground because he's mm. 36 years old or whatever. Um, turns 37 not too far away so it's um, they're just going to run him until, until he breaks down I think so um, they've got to keep winning and, and I think AP will be the man to, to help him do that yeah, I completely agree with that analysis. And another interesting backfield situation is the Philadelphia Eagles. And a couple of guys that found the end zone twice were Boston Scott and Jordan Howard on the weekend. And man, Jordan Howard just doesn't go away, honestly. There's something about him that the Eagles obviously love. He got a few carries. He's the sort of guy that'll get five rushes, two touchdowns, and 10 yards. They just love him in the red zone. So I feel like these guys are both probably rosterable. Uh, right When I wrote the notes here, Boston Scott was only in 5% of leagues. I'd say he's probably been snapped up. But Jordan Howard, I feel... He's not a bad stash. I reckon he's not a bad stash. We know the Eagles love him for some God knows what reason. Do either of these sort of guys sort of tickle your pickle at all, or are we just going to avoid the Eagles' backfield altogether? Well, I'm a Miles Sanders owner in in one league, so um, I've picked up Jordan Howard, and I will start him this week. Um, They do have a favourable matchup uh, this week for the run game against the Chargers. So um, if he gets, as I said, if he gets some of that goal line work and and manages to score at least one one touchdown, I'll be I'll be happy. So um, yeah, it's, it's very slim pickings on the uh, the running back waiver wire at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, you're not wrong. And I don't mind Jordan Howard for an anytime touchdown scorer if you're a betting man. But another guy that's in that backfield, which makes it a bit more muddy, is Kenneth Gainwell. He's owned in 56% of leagues. He's sort of been picked up and dropped a few times, no doubt, in your league. But he does tend to get involved in the passing game. So he's got a little bit of value, I suppose, even without uh, Sanders or whoever's starting at the running back's position. So I don't think he caught a catch last week, but he's still one that I'd keep an eye out for. Another stash it's worth popping on the bench just to see how he goes. But a couple more guys I wanted to throw in here, Gracie. 
Taysom Hill, he's an interesting proposition. We know Winston's out for the season. If Trevor Simeon doesn't start, I feel like he could be a top 10 quarterback for the rest of the season. I know it's a big call, but he's kind of, kind of missed a gadget out there. He can pass the ball. He loves to run the ball a lot. Not sure where that leaves Alvin Kamara if he does win that starting job, but in that sort of 10% chance that he does, I feel like he's got a lot of upside and no doubt he's sitting as a free agent on your uh, list right now. Any thoughts on Taysom Hill? I'm a big fan, as you can tell. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved him last year. I think people um, were able to use him in a flex position because he was a running back. So, um, you know, when he was the starting QB, he was scoring like 20 to 30 points a game, which is, you know, uh, a bit unfair, but um, I guess that's the way his position was. So, yeah, I, I think um, I think he's due, due back off... Um, I think he was on IR from memory, Taysom Hill. So I think he's due back this week, possibly. Mm. Um, but Simeon is later to start but yeah I think if we see Simeon struggle a little bit I think Hill will be the man to take over and, and it probably will affect Alvin Kamara um, a little bit um, but with Winston going down it, it, at the moment it does definitely benefit Kamara if Simeon gets the starting role yeah, definitely. It's one to watch, I feel like, you know, and it's been one of those things that you heard it here first on the Fantasy Football Fanatics that Taysom Hill is worth picking up. The last one I've got to mention here, Gracie, Devante Parker, only 55% of league so far. I feel like he needs to be owned in a lot more. Targeted 11 times in his return. We know he's a safety blanket for Tua there, so I'd be picking up Devante Parker in almost every league that I'm in, especially if it's a PPR league. He actually won me a league a couple of years ago in a .5 PPR so I'm picking him up, but I think that about wraps it up for the free agents and the show for the week, Grace. You've obviously got a bit going on over there. We better not hold you uh, for too long. Is that, by the way, is that little cat tunnel just over your right shoulder there? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, there is a cat floating around here somewhere, so... Yeah, yeah. That. No, that's awesome. But thank you for, for joining us, of course. We'll be back next week to wrap up some more NFL. It's just getting really tantalizing at the moment, Gracie. I guess the uh, the season's really about halfway through now. We're getting to see some really good matchups, some interesting points of fantasy. Let's hope the tight end position can turn it around. Otherwise, we'll see you next week, and good luck with your matchups. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.